Kitty Kinnon, 496-1 BBB. I had a chance a couple of months ago to talk to Rob Lowe right before the fires and those horrible floods near his home in Montecito. We chat about that and, of course, his upcoming show stories I only tell my friends live, which will be at DPAC May 18th. In case you didn't know, Rob has spent a lot of time in our area. One of his sons graduated from Duke. We're so spoiled. Every year we get to watch the, the, the genius Coach K work his magic. And, uh, you know, this, this year is great. Next year, our year is going to be even better with the new recruits he has coming in. I guess it's number one, two, three, four in the country, somebody was telling me. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a disappointment with that loss the other day. So last night they kicked Notre Dame's ass. It was a beautiful thing, wasn't it? Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I always feel like some heartbreaking losses. You, you, you want to have them now. You just don't want to have them in March. Exactly, exactly. So for people who don't know, your son actually went to Duke and graduated, so you're very familiar with the area. My son loved loved his time at Duke, and more importantly, I loved my time at Duke, <laughs> uh, living vicariously uh, through him. On, on the West Wing, my character went to Duke Law, so um, I can only play people smart enough to go to Duke. Happily, my son actually is smart enough. And that was Matthew, correct? Yes. That was the question I was going to ask, how interesting it is that he actually went to Duke, and you were at Duke Law. You know, the West Wing is, you know, uh, on the show that, that I'm bringing down there uh, in May, uh, I, I talk a lot about my time on the West Wing, and I find that particularly at this moment in time, people look back on that show so fondly. And uh, the behind-the-scenes story is always really, really interesting of what it was really like. And uh, one of the things I took when I left was all of my Duke Law paraphernalia out of Sam Seaborn's office. I think I have my fake graduation certificate somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I bet your son must have loved that. That is so crazy. Couldn't be more relevant than it is today. And I was thinking, how much would the series change if Anthony Scaramucci's character actually replaced your role? (laughs) Could you see that happening? I, listen, first of all, I would love to play the moot. Let's face it, that would be an actor's dream. You know? uh, and you know what? You've given me a really good idea. I think some contact lenses, you know, dark, dark-eyed contact lenses, slick-back hair. Start talking about myself in the third person. What, you should do it. What could be better? I know. I, I hope you bring that, bring that on and add it to your show when you come to Deepak. Well, you know, listen, when I come there, I have a question and answer period, which is always the best part of the show, because, you know, the people in the audience always have the most amazing questions and suggestions, and somebody just says, do the mooch, I'll do the mooch. Well, there you go. I'm going to stand up and raise my hand high and ask that question. Okay, so the last time we were supposed to interview, you had to reschedule your calls because of the mudslides near your house. Is everything yeah. okay? Yeah, it, my little town in Montecito has really been through it. Um, we had the, the worst wildfire in the history of California, and my house almost burned down. It did not, though, luckily. And many, 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 mo- almost all the homes were saved. We had very little loss of property, and it was a miracle. About 10 days later, we had a 200-year flood event, and that was the one that really tore the town apart. And I think 20 people were killed. You know, my my youngest son lost uh, a friend and, and uh, oh my God. A great buddy was washed away. And you just can't believe that that kind of stuff can really happen to your community. You, know, you try to look for the good in it. And I think the good of it is, is that, you know, really, truly, it's the cliche that doesn't matter who you are, where you live, each day, Uh, You don't know what's in store for you, so you better live it to the fullest. That could not be a more true statement, Rob. You got it.
Yeah, the, the power of water and then the power of what water can do to, to rocks that are the size of vans, you know, bigger than cars. And you go, where did these rocks come from? And how did they get here? You know, we're, we're finding debris from homes that were a mile and a half away from the ocean. We're finding debris and personal belongings in the ocean and on the beach. The power of nature, you know, is the human mind truly can't understand it until they see it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And you are, I mean, emotionally and physically right in the middle of it. So may I just say your response to Bella Thorne's tweet during those mudslides was perfection. In case people don't know, she was upset that she was missing her boyfriend's first date on his tour because of the road closures. And you kind of threw it down to her. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, the, the first responders and the people in the community are, are so raw. Any kind of public support they get for what they're going through, everybody really certainly appreciates. Oh, I know. They're the most underpaid people in the world, in my opinion. What they do is, yeah. is phenomenal. So we were talking about you being familiar with the area. I've got my little um, Raleigh-Durham you know, things I like to do. I got to run the, uh, the the hiking path at the uh, the Washington Duke. It's one of my favorite things. Um, now that Matthew is no longer a Duke, I won't be dragged to shooters, probably. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, although I, I, I do I do love, uh, I have some fond memories of, of shooters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hear there's a new Waffle House. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, well, do you have some favorite restaurants around the area? Oh, yeah. Vin Rouge is my, my favorite. Yeah. Vin Rouge. Yeah, that's fantastic. The quality of the food is pretty spectacular down in your area. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to come back. I heard you would go to the Raleigh Flea Market. Is that true or was that a just a rumor? Oh, yeah. I've done that. Kind of almost done it all there because I, I visited Matthew a ton because he was my first he was so far away from us. My youngest son is at Stanford, and that's much closer. So, you know, he gets the second child treatment, where I go, yeah, I'll see you at graduation. Have fun. <laughs> now, are the two boys, are they doing the low files? Are they still doing that? We did our, we completed our, our run. We had the best time ever doing it. It was one of the most fun things I ever did. Um, anytime you can go and hunt for UFOs and <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, with your kids and get paid for it. That is probably the, the top of the mountain. <laughs> On a side note, I do another show called Sound Palette where I have chefs and other people pair a favorite dish with a piece of music. And it's usually a question I give in advance. But does anything come to mind? Because I know you're a music person and you also appreciate the culinaries. Yeah, it would be, you know, as I'm getting a little bit older and trying to maintain, you know, my girlish figure. <laughs> um, I do love any kind of good pizza. But when I eat it, Aretha Franklin's Shame, shame, shame plays in my head. Hmm, I wonder if he was thinking that Aretha's Chain of Fools was really saying shame, shame, shame. Or maybe he mistook it for Shirley McConnell and Company, which is called Shame, Shame, Shame. Either one works for his pizza problem. And by the way, can we just talk about that off the top of my head? Come on. Are you going to give it up to me? How about that for ad lib? That's off the cuff, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you get at the one-man show, baby. Stories I only tell my friends. I'm bringing it. <laughs>
<laughs> you better bring it. So, I, you know, the book itself I read, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, it's incredibly entertaining, it's smart, and it's self-deprecatingly funny. What made you, Rob, decide to take it to the stage? Um, a couple things. You know, the first book, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, the second book I wrote, Love Life, all were so well-received. People enjoyed them so much. I enjoyed writing them that as I started thinking about a third book, I decided, why write a book and not just write a one-man live show that would be the, the third book, and that way you can really tell the stories to the people. And then, of course, the other added value for me is 40 years into doing what I'm doing, it becomes harder and harder to challenge myself and to make myself scared and to walk out and go out on that big tightrope. And being alone on stage for 90 minutes uh, is, is a challenge that really keeps me focused. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. I know you share some home movies when you're doing this, too, with you and the Sheen Brothers, right? Was it Chris Penn behind the camera? Well, listen, I can't exactly give away everything. There may or may not be. Okay, can we talk a little bit about your breakthrough film, The Outsiders, with all those guys? Who was the most vain of all of them? That would have, that would have been a tough competition. Actually, it's not a tough competition. Actually, it's actually not. That was that's Patrick Swayze, one hundred percent. Who is the biggest pain? None of them were. They were all awesome. <laughs> we we loved each other like brothers. We were all it was just the greatest group of of guys you could ever want to hang out with. That was really your watershed moment, correct? The Outsiders, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think all of us: Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, Emilio Estevez, Ralph Macchio, Diane Lane. That was our moment. You know, that, that movie was cast by the great casting director who cast American Graffiti, all of the Godfathers, and Star Wars. So if you did a list of all of the people that he made, that he discovered who went on to be stars, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, a number of those friends and many others have struggled with addiction and you having two sons, it, it must affect you, Rob, greatly to see what's happening now in our country with opioids. Well, yeah, you know, listen, I, I've been uh, sober and in recovery for 20, it'll be, it'll be 28 years um, in May. And it's been the greatest gift of my life is finding that path. And uh, I've been very fortunate that, that once I got on the path, I was able to stay on it, and it, and it just every day brings more amazing rewards. So as I look around and see people suffering and, and see what opioids and everything else is, is doing to the country, it's profoundly sad for me. I mean, the, the, the only thing that's hopeful about it is I can deliver a message of hope that, that, uh, that there is recovery. It does work, but it's like anything else. Um, you have to pick your heroes. You have to pick your teachers. And you have to stay with the winners. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to fail. And, of course, you had a very strong woman, the mother of your children, who was a rock for you. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, my, my, my wife, Cheryl, um, has been my, my secret weapon forever. And she knew me in the wild times. And, and we just still are strong as ever. And, and I don't think anything I have today would would be anywhere near what it is without her support. And I think that's also makes it really possible to do some of the fun things that I get to do today. But And the number one thing of anything is she gave me these two kids, and they clearly got her brains because, uh, you know, you know, at Duke and Stanford, uh, I can't take any credit for that. i got to say that's probably mom. 
Well, see, you already went to Duke Law, so, you know, you said... You right. set the pace. Well, I know you said this stories I only tell my friends live is such a challenge for you. You have some other business ventures, you're producing. What else is going on in the future? I'm, I'm very excited to return to directing. It's been 20 years since I've directed anything, and I'm directing and starring in a remake of the 1950s classic creepy movie, The Bad Seed. Oh, wow. I am on location today as we speak in the middle of pre-production, looking for locations and, uh, again, you know, looking for new challenges, looking to do something new. Great script, really great part, and that'll be out sometime next year. The Bad Seed, if you, if you remember it, it's a, it's a goodie. And if you don't remember it, it'll be a great discovery. Yeah, totally remember. Where are you shooting it? We're shooting in Vancouver, Canada, where it is one of the most beautiful cities imaginable. And trying to survive all the rain at the moment. Well, Rob, I know you're really busy. I appreciate your time. I'm so looking forward to the show and the Q&As. Well, listen, uh, raise your hand and give me some grief. Come on, that's part of, the, part of the deal. Oh, my hand will be raised. I've already got a question in mind for you. <laughs> all right, and I expect all my Raleigh-Durham friends. Come on, I want to see you there. Oh, what a lucky girl I am to be able to chat with the Rob Lowe coming to Deepak May 18th. Stories I only tell my friends live. If you haven't gotten your tickets, you need to do it quick. Go to deepaknc.com.